Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Decided to put emphasis on a different word today. Uh, Neil, how are you? Why thought, though? I don't know. To be quite honest with you, as, you know, the intro was playing, it's been a while since our last episode, so I literally almost forgot how I intro this show. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Like, I I You did a good job. Well, thank you. I I like that one. I I was like, wait, do I say hello and welcome, or do I just say welcome? I did hello and welcome. I I had a little bit of a Even though we have an intro that says welcome to... Yeah, you know what? We've talked about this before. We've talked about how we say welcome twice. We say... Does he say hello in our Moving forward, let's just record your voice doing it. And then mash it up with... With his voice? With his voice. I don't even remember. His let's name. get AI, AI in here, and you know, honestly, what we can now do. with AI, like you can get anyone to intro your your podcast. You can get anyone to say anything. Yeah. You, have you seen like the TikToks where it's just like someone else doing, yeah. like Drake doing like an ABBA song? We're not really here right now. This is all AI, no. by the way. We're not. If you're watching us, this is just like computer generated right now. This, yeah. We are not even. We're in Vegas right now. We could be in Vegas. We could be very soon. Potentially. Uh, Neil, what's new with you? Same old, man. Like, a little quiet on the sports front, but um, it's exciting. Like, all of the leagues that um, are starting to renew for fantasy football, it's getting me antsy again, getting it me is. excited. It I know is. last time we did a show, we talked about our top 10 rankings for quarterbacks. Um, I'm getting excited, you know, like all of our, our leagues are getting together, getting our draft dates together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always a fucking nightmare. Picking uh, yourself, a draft date. Oh my God. Yourself as a commissioner, you're going through it right now. See, like what I used to do, I used to just pick a date and then just everyone, either you show up or you do it online. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm, you know, trying to be a little bit more accommodating where I'm, you know, making a poll online and I'll say like, who's available what day let's see who like we can get all here and it's it's a fucking nightmare it's a nightmare you're always gonna have one or two people that can't do the date that you're set on Mm -hmm. or that everyone agrees on and that's okay you know what i mean you're not going to be able to please everyone no you know that's that's just the way it goes right like not everyone's going to be available on a certain day and you know what too bad for them you know too bad for them (laughs) literally auto draft what you got going on that's more important than this? Literally. What do you have going on? Cancel everything else. How committed to you are you? How committed are you? How committed are you? Like, we'll are out. you a true fantasy manager? Or... Is your name even on the trophy? <laughs> yes, Chances Neil, are. Neil got his trophy today. Chances are it's not because you're not committed. Because you're not committed. And if you're not committed, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we say it's been a, it's been a slow time in the world of sports, but we got a lot to talk about today. We bet, like yeah. looking at our list here of things that you know have been happening. Um, should we just get into it? Let's do it. Uh, so the Leafs, uh, Treliving has made his impacts on the Leafs nation here. Trey Living, what did you say? Treliving, Trey Living, Brad Trey Living, Treliving. Do you know the relevance of Brad Trey Living? What do you mean the relevance? You know, he obviously was a GM for a very long time of Calgary, mm-hmm. but his father, it's a family business, owns Boston Pizza. 
He was also on uh, Dragon's Den for a long time. Brad was? Brad's dad. Oh, Brad's dad was. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. So he's a businessman. Yeah. He's a businessman. He's a Boston pizza businessman. Interesting. I did not know that, actually. And now I do. Uh, But he has come into the Leafs organization and has decided, um, you know, let's keep the core four together and trade and get rid of everyone else. I don't think he has actually made a trade yet, to be honest. I think it's all been just like free agent signings. But anywho, um, looking at the, the, the players that, that we've, you know, kind of let go, um, Justin Hall, very sad, mm-hmm. very sad. He was a solid, you know, I can't even say that with a straight face. Justin Hall leaving and getting paid what? I think $3 million a year, which is just insane. Justin insane Hall. insane money. It's insane money for Justin Hall. Yeah. Uh, Kerfoot's gone. Luke Shen's gone. Um, Jordy Ben. O'Reilly. Um, Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, Shalgren, we don't know yet. Um, Achari, Kerfoot. No, Achari, yeah, Kerfoot. Uh, Wayne Simmons is a free agent. Not sure what he's doing right now. Um, which one hurts the most for you? For me, the the one that hurts the most is losing, um, obviously Ryan O'Reilly because he he was a good fit, you know, with what we needed. He was an aging player who's been a captain for a long time. Um, I think he you know ran out of gas in the in the playoffs, but like he he had like a few really really vintage Ryan O'Reilly games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, letting him go, whatever. But I think the biggest issue right now is go- the goaltending situation they have they're stuck with matt murray at like 4.5 mil per year i think he has one or two more years mm-hmm. left on his deal he's injured so they might put him on L- ltir but like they're also trying to trade him right samsonov isn't signed yet they don't have any cap space they just uh announced that they're going to arbitration yeah with samsonov so they're looking, they're they looking for a short-term deal with him. I um, think currently they're like five million over the cap. Yeah, but like that's not including the fact that you're going to either put LTIR on or Murray on LTIR, free up some cap there. Um, but again, you're looking at someone like Nylander, who is looking for a long-term contract. It's not going to get it. No. No. You know, he's looking for money. He's not going to get it. No, he's going to ask for, you know, closer to eight or nine or even 10, probably, and he's not going to get it. What I don't understand is, you know, the, the Leafs, they dropped close to $16 million on all their free agent signings this year. That includes Ryan Reeves, uh, David Kampf got re signed, Max Domi, John Klingberg, Tyler and Bertuzzi. Tyler Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi is probably the best signing out of the group. Um, at these 5 are all, million. all one year contracts. Well, it has to be. I mean, I mean, like with their cap situation and Matthews needing a long term contract. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But who's uh, been the biggest ad for you? I don't understand some of these deals, though. Like, I, I, I like the Max Domi signing. I do. Really? I, I do. He had a great year in Chicago last year. Played a little bit in Dallas, but. I don't know. He had a bounce back season last year, and for one year, I mean, it's not that, it's not that big a deal. It's a prove it kind of deal. All of these are kind of like prove it deals. Uh, Ryan Reeves, I feel like was overpaid. Oh yeah, for sure. 
I do like Ryan Reeves. I think that, you know, we need... It's been a while since, probably like since Colton Orr, since we had a player on the team Colton that, Orr. that oh. literally like teams, other teams feared. Well, Wayne Simmons was trying to fill that, but like... He was trying, but it didn't really happen for him. Yeah. Um, but you put Ryan Reeves on the ice and other teams are shaking. Like, we've seen the hits that Ryan Reeves can deliver. He's laid out Tom Wilson time after time. Yeah. And so, like, Ryan Reeves on the ice for the Leafs is something I'm going to enjoy watching. Team certainly got a little tougher. They've been trying to get tough for 12 years now. They've been... (laughs) They've been throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, But, yeah, literally, in, in my lifetime, probably... Well, obviously, Ty Domi was the big hitter um but then yeah but colton or that's about it and there's i don't like the biggest issue right now is getting samsonov signed and like is samsonov even a true number one i think he is i think he is um what other number ones are available right now in the league so it's a tough market right now i mean like any goalie can be i mean you still have um, the goalie out in Winnipeg that's looking for a trade, right? We I mean, cannot like, afford that goalie. I know. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, like, <clears throat> the issue with the Leafs is defense and goals, goalies, right? Like, every year, you can try and stockpile forwards, but there's, a, there's an interesting name that's available out there for trade right now. Um, that's a defenseman. Uh, he had arguably one of the best def- uh, one of the, one of the best years for a defenseman last year. Won the Norris Trophy. Eric Carlson. He is available for a trade. Yeah. He asked. Well, he's they're they're looking for a trade. Yeah, they are trying. Would it not make sense for us to include someone with an expiring contract and probably won't resign with the Leafs, as in William Nylander? Add in the terrible contract that is Matt Murray's mm-hmm. for a trade, maybe a first rounder for an Eric Carlson. Would you do that trade? Nylander um, and Matt Murray. Nylander, Matt Murray, and a first rounder for Eric Carlson. I would do that. Wait, yeah. hang on a second. Yeah. Nylander, Matt Murray, and a first rounder for Eric Carlson? Yeah. No. Well, would, you would have to you would have to include a first rounder for them to take an expiring contract of Nylanders, an expiring contract, a terrible contract in Matt Murray. Yeah, but in, man, I don't even know if the Leafs have a first rounder. Yeah, they do. Like in the next coming years, like who have they not traded away? What first rounder have they not traded away? I don't know. They, I'm fairly certain they do, though. They had a first-rounder this year. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I personally, I don't know if you saw it, but the interview that Ryan O'Reilly had recently where he talked about the reason kind of why he left Toronto, and it was because, you know, you're you're under the microscope in Toronto. You're literally like the the fans, the media are just all over you, and they're, yeah. they're scrutinizing you at every single angle. Every angle. And that's part of the reason why he, I guess he didn't expect that coming to Toronto. He came from St. Louis. Let's not forget. Like he came from St. Louis, Missouri to Toronto, Ontario. So like, obviously it's going to be a very vastly different hockey market. And he, I guess, wasn't ready for that. And so that's why he, 
he left. I don't know how poor the goalie situation has been in Toronto over the last, like, since 2010. It's been pretty bad. Well, you had, what, 2010 James Reimer? 2010 James. Do you know this off the top of your head? I don't know, like, specifically. I'm just going oh, through was, the list. Oh, that was good. Of, James Reimer is good. Yeah, it was. I'm going through the list of who we had as a goalie. Well, we 2010 was John Sebastian Jaguer. Yeah. Man, I forgot we had him. And then James Reimer came on. And then, you know, we, we got into the later years of where, you know, you start to see Jonathan Bernier. You start to see Freddie Anderson. Jonathan Bernier. Calvin Picard. <laughs> Michael Hutchinson. And Jack Campbell. You know what I mean? And then finally we, we settled Wait, where's on... where's Freddie Anderson? Fre- well, we settled on Freddie Anderson, okay. uh, Jack Campbell, Peter Morazic. Uh, Joseph Wall, and then you know now we've got Elia Samsonov and Matt Murray again. Like these are all mid players. Like they're not star performers. Like they're not they're not top goalies. No, we've. I think honestly, probably Freddie Anderson was the closest we've ever had to like a top performer since probably 2010. Yeah, it's just been how how do you expect to actually win? A Stanley Cup with these goalies, right? Like, you can't. You can't. You can't win a Stanley Cup. I honestly thought last year we could win with this team. And then clearly we were all mistaken. But I suppose, like, to be fair, <laughs> Aiden Hill just won a Stanley Cup. Aiden Hill just won a Stanley Cup. Yeah. For the Vegas Knights, right? Like, I mean, <clears throat> anything's possible. But uh, having a strong goalie when your defense is so shit is is important. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so we all saw the Vegas Stanley Cup parade, and we saw how drunk everyone was. Who do you think on this Leafs team right now, if they were to be in the Stanley Cup parade, would get the drunkest? Who would get the drunkest? Mm -hmm. It's a good question. Uh, I have an answer. Probably now with this team, probably Max Domi. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Max Domi for sure. Um, well, yeah, if you think about like the players we just brought in, Ryan Reeves for yeah. sure would be blackout. Yeah. I think Morgan Riley would be blackout too. Yeah. Morgan Riley loves his Coors Lights. I'll say <laughs> that. Like he, he does. I can, I can verify that he does drink a lot of Coors Light. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, why Morgan Riley? That's so random. I don't know. I just see him as like a, like a let loose kind of guy. And yeah. I think he's been with this team for so long that it's just like when he does, if he does win that cup, he's going to just like let it all loose. He's just going to be like, let's fucking party. Yeah. I've been holding this back for so long. It's going to be so unfortunate <clears throat> if that parade happens this year and Matthew Nice can't drink. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even think about that. Yeah. Honest with you. <laughs> wow. Maybe he's turning 19 this year. I don't know. He must. He must. We'll change. We'll change the drinking age yeah. for that day to eighteen. Uh, but yeah, do you want to move on? Yeah, you want to talk. I want to talk briefly about the Raptors' uh, start to their off season. Yeah. Um, still a lot of off season left. A lot of rumors swirling around Pascal Siakam being linked to Portland. Uh, in in some Damian sort of Damian Lillard coming to Toronto. You know, a whole bunch of different things. <laughs> Never would happen. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like it's it's a very strange time to be a Raptors fan, and this trust in Messiah is it's kind of waning a little. Fred Van Vliet, 
We knew he was going to be an unrestricted free agent this offseason. The team still decided to do absolutely nothing except trade for Jakob Pertl last year at the uh, deadline. Absolutely nothing. Um, now they have a, a, they're in a scenario where they have expiring contracts coming up with Pascal Siakam and OG. They didn't capitalize on trading them either. So now their stock just continues to go down. Mm-hmm. What do you like? What do you think is going on here with this team? Like, what are they? What are they doing? I I honestly don't know. I think they're they must be going into a rebuild, which is you know the opposite of what they said at the trade deadline this year. They said we're confident with the players we have to make a run. Yeah. And then they went and lost in the play-in, like immediately. So like I don't know. I think. The mindset of Masai and Bobby Webster is still, we believe in this team, uh, but you just lost your starting point guard. Like, we, you let him walk away for nothing. Um, and then, you know, we're not listening to offers on OG Ananobi. That's the latest report. We're not listening to offers on Pascal Siakam. So, like, what, what is it you are doing? Like, literally, we got Dennis Schroeder. Sure. He's going to be our starting point guard. Dennis Schroeder is going to be our starting point guard. He wasn't even even a starting point guard on the Lakers. I don't understand. Like the, the Raptors are now. Yeah. I mean, Schroeder's a a great, like he had similar stats to Fred last year. That's, that's the thing. And he cost a fraction of the, the price. Like get that. Fred was vastly overpaid by Houston. Yeah, oh yeah. He's not that ca- like he's not that kind of player. Like he's don't get me wrong, he's a starting port guard, but he's not a, a star. He doesn't deserve to get paid like a star. <clears throat> no. Um the Raptors are it came out yesterday. They're not seriously listening to trade offers for OG and Anunoby. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. Yeah. They're not like what I feel like every time there's rumors about the the Raptors making a trade or like at this deadline, even when like the deadline, remember the Lowry deadline where we thought that was the last time we were ever going to see Lowry in a Raptors jersey? Yeah. And then you just deadline pass and nothing happened. Yeah. Like, what is it you are doing? Are you just like that bad at negotiating right now that you can't yeah, must work be. out something? But like ever since like, you know, the Kawhi DeRozan deal, maybe teams are like, we don't want to get screwed like, like the Spurs did on that deal. Because we took Kawhi and won a championship. There's something they gotta they gotta figure this out. Um, I think there's a 23 year old in Chicago that's not being re-signed by them. Io Dasunmu, like he was. Yeah, I did see that. He was the starter for them for most of last year. He's still developing. Toronto's very interested in him. Could sign with Toronto. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know who's still. That'd available. be a good target if we're <laughs> rebuilding, right? Like if you want to build around the core of Grady Dick and and Barnes, like this is where you start. They just re-signed Pirtle for four years, right? Like I think with with this new mentality of the NBA, and I've thought about this a lot. Honestly, the new mentality of the NBA is that players get to choose who they play with. You know what I mean? Players get to choose where they play and they get to choose who they play with. You look at James Harden. He goes to a new team. He gets bored with that team and he demands a trade. You look at Kevin Durant. He goes to a team. He gets bored with that team and demands a trade. He texts up Kyrie Irving. Come play with me in Brooklyn. Um, He, you know, 
I'm sure he communicated with like Devin Booker and Chris Paul, come play with us in Phoenix. I'm sure Steph Curry messaged Chris Paul this offseason. It's like, we have an opening for you in Golden State. Come play with us. And that's the new mentality of the NBA. No one wants to play in Toronto. No one wants to play in Canada. Even though you're literally coming here to play for an entire country. Yeah. But you come here and you just, you've never played for Toronto. You've only been, you know, an outsider when you've come here. You've only been the enemy when you've come here. So these players don't want to like stray far away from home, and I think that's like you look. You look at like how it's many games. Take. Like, you're, you're insisting that it's they don't want to play in Canada. They don't want to play in Canada, and they they don't even want to play games. You know, they're sitting out games. They're you know load management. Load management is should never be a thing. That's why they're they're making these rules now, where you have to play a, a minimum amount of games in order to be considered for these awards. Because load management, they're trying to stray away from. But all these players and all these like coaches are sitting out these players because these players are asking to be sat out. It's just like ridiculous. That's one of my biggest, you know, beefs with the NBA right now is that like they're just letting players decide how they want to play and where they want to play and who they want to play with. Yeah. That's not really how it should work. They're running the league. <clears throat> the players are running the league. Yeah. And it's disappointing because you have like these big teams like Golden State. Like, remember Golden State brought in Kevin Durant. They won seventy-two games in a year, mm-hmm. and then they brought in Kevin Durant. Of course, they're going to win a championship. Are you kidding me? And what did they do? They walked their way to the NBA Finals the next year, and yeah. then walked their way to a championship. Yeah. Like it's it's ridiculous, and you know that's the state of the NBA right now. Is yeah, they're fun to watch, like these big teams, but like. Yeah, the super teams are fun to watch, but it's ruining the league. It's ruining the league. The parody in the league, the um, just the, the stranglehold that the players have on their teams, right? Like mm-hmm. they, no trade clauses. They opt out. They refuse to play if they don't want to play for the team anymore. They're all these players are are prima donnas, man. Like they don't respect the game enough to you know be loyal. They have no loyalty no. whatsoever. Do you see what Joel Embiid said the other day? Yeah. I want to win a championship in Philly or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. How do you think a fan base is going to react to that? Are you kidding me? Yeah. What if Pascal Siakam came out and is like, I want to win a championship here or somewhere else? No, Pascal said he doesn't want to leave ever. <laughs> no. And honestly, I don't want Pascal Siakam to leave. I really enjoy watching Pascal Siakam. I think he's a superstar yeah. in this league. In my opinion. Uh, but yeah, the Raptors, I'm excited about Grady Dick. I'm excited about Scotty Barnes. It should be an exciting team. I don't see this as a playoff team if they do make some serious moves. Um, that said, there's a lot riding on Pascal Siakam this year. Um, if he makes all NBA or the all-star game, he's entitled for a max contract. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he has every reason to want to have a good season. Um, and we'll see what we get out of Scotty Barnes. You know, he could be uh, in kind of like how Jokic has the ball in his hands at all times. Not having a Fred Van Bleet to run the offense there could actually be beneficial to his mm-hmm. growth in Scotty Barnes. And he yeah. could actually be like a a power point guard, you know, which is kind of cool. So we'll see what we'll see what we get this year. I can see that happening too. Honestly, yeah, all the reports of like the old players versus the new players in the Raptors dressing room, like I don't know. I think the old players like old Fred Van Vliet like weren't 
like getting along with the new players. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I think just Fred VanVleet was not happy with the transition of the team. And he's not happy because Fred VanVleet honestly didn't look good last year. No. For most of the season. No, and that's why us as a fan base are very okay with him walking away. And getting $40 million. Getting $40 million. Insane. Uh, should we move on? Yeah. Want to talk some football before we uh, sign off here? Let's talk football. Because it's so exciting <laughs> that the NFL is returning soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get in, we're going to do our, our running back rankings. I just want to talk quickly about the... Um, Speaking of running backs. The running back contract situation. Because... Three running backs just went to um, arbitrate, or the deadline just passed for them to sign a long-term contract. They're not backup running backs. These are star running backs that are the teams are refusing to sign (laughs) long-term deals to. I think the last time a running back actually signed a long-term deal was was like three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. Saquon Barkley is not re-signing with the Giants long-term. How do you feel about this? Um, I, you know what? I don't know. I think uh, the whole. I've thought about this very different, like in many different ways. I think I, 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 I get where each team is coming from. I get where the players themselves are coming from. Just because there's no long-term deal doesn't mean Saquon Barkley is not going to be playing for the Giants this year. Like he's probably going to sign a one-year. He's probably going to sign, you know, something to get him on the field. Um, I don't see Saquon Barkley going anywhere other than the Giants. Um, same thing with Josh Jacobs. He's one of the players that also didn't sign a long-term deal. I don't see him going anywhere other than Vegas. Um, but there are still running backs out there that you know are not signed to a team, are completely released, and that's you know Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook. Um, not sure if I'm forgetting any major names there, but Joe Mixon just took a pay cut. He did. He to restructured his Bengals, contract, yeah. yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's we're seeing a theme here, and that's, you know, running backs want money, and the teams across the league aren't willing to give them that money. They're willing to give, you know, quarterbacks, um, even like cornerbacks, like these crazy amounts of money and wide receivers, and, you know, that's the flash of the game is you're paying these wide receivers so much money. And then the running backs are just getting left with the the crumbs from whatever's left, you know. And you're seeing these these running backs come out and like speak out about this, like Derrick Henry, um, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, you know, all these players like that, like tweeting that, like, oh, you know, like it's I stand with my running back brothers, you know. Like, I think Derrick Henry said, just take the running back position out of the game, then if you're yeah. not gonna if he you're did. not gonna pay them, he did. And Jonathan Taylor came out and said, number one, if you're good enough, they'll find you. Number two, if you work hard enough, you'll succeed. If you succeed, number three, uh, you boost the organization. And then, doesn't matter, you're a running back. You're a running back. Yeah. Which is which is a shame. Um, on average, running backs <laughs> are getting paid, on average, less than kickers. Less than kickers? Wow. I mean, like, you're, you're kind of investing. Most teams are investing in one running back, right? And those same teams are investing in multiple wide receivers. So it's, it's these, these running backs understand, like, 
a Josh Jacobson and a Saquon Barkley where they're literally the the guy on their team. Like it's Saquon Barkley and no one else. It's Josh Jacobs and no one else. Mm-hmm. Like and they know that. And so they're demanding these these, you know, this this pay and the teams aren't willing to pay up to it and that's why we're having the standoff here. And so I'm I'm with Saquon Barkley. I'm with Josh Jacobs like go and get your bag. Like because you were a difference maker last year. Saquon Barkley was the offense last year. For the Giants. He was winning games for the Giants. Alone. By himself. Carrying the team on his back. Why wouldn't you pay this guy? That's crazy. I mean, Titans actually tried to trade Derrick Henry this year. This offseason. And no one wanted him. No one wanted to trade for him. Derrick Henry. He's an aging running back. Yeah, but his contract as well. Fairly large. Yeah. The thing is, is like teams are... There's there's a cycle that teams are doing right now. They're drafting a running back. They're playing the running back if he's good. They franchise tag the running back one time. He asks for a long-term contract. Mm. The team then drafts another running back. Cycle yeah. continues, right? Like that's that's how this position has become so devalued and like how it's tough to win without a tough, like without a top running back. But like, that's what these teams keep doing. They keep cycling through these and having to not pay big money to the running back position. And, and these, their running backs are spending less and less time on the actual team. Like you're seeing the turnover, like <clears throat> the fact that Dalvin cook and Ezekiel Elliott, like I know Ezekiel Elliott is a little bit older, but like these players are possibly never going to play for another team again. Yeah. Like it's a shame. Like, look at the downfall of, like, a Todd Gurley. Like, how quickly that was. That was the, well, that's partially why I think teams are staying away from giving long-term contracts is because of Todd Gurley. Because Todd Gurley injured so young. Injured so early into his contract, fell off, his game could never return. Mm-hmm. That's honestly fair. Right? Like, <clears throat> it's difficult, like right? Christian McCaffrey, like, I think he just got a contract, though. Yeah, C-Max getting paid, uh, but I think Gurley kind of set that benchmark for overpaying long-term deal contracts for for running backs. But, um, you know, we'll change it up here, and we'll talk a little bit about our uh, running back rankings. We'll segue right into that. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Do you want to start at 1, or do you want to start at 10? How do you want to start? I want to start at 1. You want to start with your number 1? Start at 1. Uh, do you want to go first or would you like me to jump in? I think our, our number ones are the same person. Um, it's Christian McCaffrey for me. It's Christian McCaffrey for me uh, too. It's, it's gotta be Christian McCaffrey. He's a unicorn at the position. Um, no one really comes close to him because he is a receiver and he is a running back. He if you're so lucky offense. to have Christian McCaffrey on your team and drafted, I am very jealous of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't. The fact that he stayed healthy all year last year too. Yeah, I think he had one game that he sat out, but like he was a monster. Considering he has Elijah Mitchell there to compliment him as well, he mm-hmm. may be even better this year. Yeah, because it'll be fresh. Because he's he's not going to be. They like both the, play on the same field at the same time. Exactly. So. Exactly. And yeah, he's a receiver. So if you you're in a peak yeah. early, fucking pick him up. If you have the first overall pick. Christian McCaffrey is not, a receiver and a running. You're not thinking about that pick, number one. No, it's Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely not. Uh, do you want to go number two? Uh, number two, uh, in my eyes, this is going to be a very. I, I think this is where we differ. Um, number two is Austin Eckler for me. 
Yeah, um, we do for here. We do for here because of the the similar qualities that he has for uh, <laughs> receiving mm-hmm. and um, rushing in the touchdowns. Man, like the guy is a touchdown machine. He was a dog last year too. He was a back to back years, man. Yeah. Like he's just been dominating the red zone. For that, he's my number two. My number two is a little different. Um, I know we just talked about him, but Saquon Barkley. Of course. He was the machine on the field last year. Like, he was untouchable. As soon as he was able to just stay healthy, as soon as he had, you know, an uh, offensive line in front of him that could actually give him space, look out. Because, like, as soon as he picks up speed, as soon as he gets to that level of speed, you can't stop him. No. You literally can't like that. And that was his problem. Like in the years prior was that like his offensive line was not able to give him that space. He was not able to like get up to that speed. He would just get stopped sometimes even like with negative yards. Yeah. And so it was a shame. But last year we finally saw, I mean, we saw it in his first year, but like last year we saw him go nuclear. We saw him, you know, take balls to the house. Like we saw him win games for the giants. So Saquon Barkley is my number two. Number two is your Saquon. Uh, you want to take us to your number three as well? Do you want me to go number three? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go. Um, Austin Eckler. I mean, oh, it's you, uh, you pretty much laid it out for me already. Yeah. Um, he's involved in the passing game. He's, um, you know, he's the 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 big man on campus in that running back room. Like, there's literally him and no one else. And mm-hmm. he's trusted by that offensive coordinator. Like he's he's trusted by Justin Herbert, and he's trusted by the offensive coordinator. So love Austin, and I love that he loves fantasy football too. He is a fantasy football like fiend. Like he plays it. He's um, when he posts like his comeback videos, like coming back from injury. He's not saying like Chargers fans no. look out. He's saying put me in your yeah. lineup, fantasy football fans. I will score a touchdown today. <laughs> Literally. I remember he did that in the playoffs, and it was he came through, and he was on my squad. Yeah, so good. It's um, it's cool when that happens. My number three is Brian Robinson. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I called him Brian Robinson before the show started. And the thing is, there is a Brian. I Robinson know there is. That. That's why I. <laughs> You're like, oh, you have uh, Brian Robinson in your top ten. Like, well, yeah, very different player. <laughs> Very Don't different. have Brian Robinson in my top ten. Bijan Robinson is my number three, um, ranked very high here. He, number three, number three. Wow. Bijan okay. is a he is the biggest running back prospect of all time. He is the offense in Atlanta now with Desmond Ritter there uh, as a starter. Uh, I think he's going to have a m- mad season. I think he's going to run for two thousand yards. Can I ask you a question? What about Cordero Patterson? What about him? Where does he fit in? He doesn't. Tyler Algier is still there too. It doesn't matter. You think Cordero Patterson just like goes... Cordero Patterson? Goes back to being a receiver? Do you think he's like on the field? I don't even think he makes a team. He's probably going to get cut. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Do you want to go number four? Yeah. Number four, I have Saquon. Number four? All right, Saquon there at number four. So tell me about why you love Giants star running back. Uh, I don't love him. Um, why don't you love him? I feel like you're just saying this. 
I don't love him. And I don't love him even more now that there's more mouths to feed in New York. Who? Darren Waller? Yeah. I I wouldn't be concerned. I would be concerned. Saquon Barkley and and Daniel Jones have a Can't wait to draft Saquon this year and then trade him to you for... My entire team. Your entire team. Because you're going to do whatever it takes to get Saquon this year. Uh, My four is a little different. Uh, I've got Derrick Henry at number four. Okay. I think Derrick Henry is, as long as he is in the league, as long as he's able to play running back, he will be a top five running back. As long as he is on a team, he will be a top five running back. He is uh, unstoppable. He can run through guys like paper. Like he's and he's always been that player. He's my always... only star with that is I have him a little lower, but like I think he's a little injury prone at this age. So we're all running backs. So is my number five that I'm about to talk about too. Who you got? Jonathan Taylor. He's yeah. when he's healthy. He's I've used this term a lot, but he's the dog. Yeah, he is a dog when he's healthy, but. When he's healthy. Last year, yeah. he was injured for most of the year, and he did not look good at all. He could be the number one if he's healthy. He could year. be, yeah. But remember last year, he was drafted first overall in every single draft that you saw. Now he has a rushing quarterback as well. Now he has a rushing quarterback. And so you're not going to see him you know, have the same level of success that he did in previous years, but it has to be an upgrade on what it was last year because last year he was so injury prone. Yeah, he only rushed for 861 <laughs> yards last year, but... um my, my number five is also JT. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number six, this is going to surprise a little. Uh, I have Nick Chubb at number six. And the reason is Deshaun Watson is now fully acclimated into that system. Um, he is now, I think you're going to get close to the pre-scandal, um, pre, you know, like what, what were you used to seeing Deshaun Watson play at? Um, he's another year integrated. There is no longer Kareem Hunt there for him to share the ball with. He's going to get a bigger piece of the the receiving workload. And I think Nick Chubb could end up as a number one this year. Yeah, is he's got the space to. I mean, like he's He's one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league. Last year he ran for fifteen hundred and twenty five yards. And also, have you seen him squat? Jesus Christ. Go look up a squat video by Nick Chubb where on YouTube or something. That guy, the bar is fully bent over his shoulders. Like he's got so much weight on either side. The bar is curled over his shoulders. Like it doesn't even look like a bar anymore. It just looks like a silly string. And he's just like lifting this weight up like it's nothing. It's insane. He's got like 15 guys around him um, spotting him. He's going to have a massive year. Um, my number six, uh, so Nick Chubb was your number six. He's my number six. My number six is, um, got me to the finals last year. I think actually, no, so semifinals cause I had a really bad semifinal, but, um, this player, Josh Jacobs, uh, literally went nuclear last year. <clears throat> like he just destroyed everyone in front of him. He was scoring like three or four touchdowns a game. It was insane. He was putting up like, I remember there was one game he got me like 75 fantasy points. And so, yes, he's one of those, you know, running backs that didn't sign a long-term contract. But if he does make it on the field, um, I think he, he, 
is a difference maker, and he wins you championships. I like it. Uh, he's my number seven, so why don't you tell us what your number seven is as well? My number seven, um, as long as he is the guy, as long as he is healthy. I know there are some other running backs that are linked to this team that he is on, uh, but my number seven is Brees Hall. He, We know he got injured pretty early in the season last season, but when he was not injured, he was. we saw what he could do. It was his first year coming into the league. Um, Brees Hall in the top ten, I like it. And we saw what he could do. And so, and he's healthy. Now the reports are saying that he's going to be, um, you know, ready for week one. But the reports are also saying, well, different reports are saying that Dalvin Cook has been linked with the Jets. Dalvin Cook has also been retweeting um, Jets rumors. So, I mean, like, I don't know. Take from that what you will. But if Dalvin Cook comes into this, this Jets team... Um, they're going to be scary, but it also means Brees Hall, um, his ADP goes down significantly. I'm going to give you my 8 to 10 here because I feel <laughs> I feel like any of these players can be drafted between 8 and 10. Sure. Um, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, and Travis Etienne. And I feel like that, you know, all really? out of, out of the, the 10, out of the three players I just gave you there, the player I'm most excited for is Tony Pollard. Um, because he now takes over a full-time role in Dallas, and that Dallas offense is still scary good. But can he be that number one, though? Tony Pollard? Yeah. He's he's an excellent running back. Travis Etienne would be my next um, that I'm excited for there. Uh, <laughs> now a full season after his rookie year. He started to get better and better as the year went on last year. He finished with almost 1,200 yards. Uh, another year with a developing quarterback, his college quarterback. Um, I think he's going to have a huge year. Because James well. Robinson is gone too. Well, yeah, they traded James Robinson yeah. like when they realized <laughs> that uh, ETN was, ETN was, was healthy and like could uh, take on the workload. And who was your number 10? Uh, Derrick Henry. Oh, Derrick Henry. There, yeah. Um, wow, that's not who I thought the 8 to 10 was going to be from you. Um, you're missing out a player that I have in my top 10 that you do not have. That I really thought you would have. Who do you got? Uh, eight is Joe Mixon. Um, just because of that offense. Um, that offense is going to be scary good. And he just re- restructured his contract so that he could play on this offense. Because he knows how good the opportunity is. He knows how good he's going to be on this team. Number nine is Najee Harris. Um, you know, he kind of we kind of saw a slight decline last year. But now that um, we've had a full year of Kenny Pickett. Um, the offense should be better this year, should be more confident. Um, and Najee Harris, I think we're going to see the Najee Harris from his first year. Um, but then I have Nick Chubb at number 10, which, um, you know, you laid out all the reasons why Nick Chubb should be in your top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have him a little bit lower than you do. Um, and that is our top 10. Um, that's going to do it for our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 